Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Geek Empowered On Air. I'm your host, AHMU, and today we're going to talk about design. What do you do when you bought your domain and you're looking at your empty website and you're wondering, huh, what what do I add to this? What do I do about this? Where do I start? Well, before you even get started, let's hear a word from our sponsors. So before you get started with adding stuff, you have to get started with your why. Why are you even building this website? What role does this website play when it comes to your business? What does it look like for you to make an initial contact with your customers all the way until selling your product or service with said customer and also the aftermath of selling. What happens afterwards? After your client bought that product, what interactions do you have with them? Do they contact you for support? Is purchasing the item the end of it? What does that look like? So what you want to do is write down your goals. Write down your goals. I want to make X amount of sales. I want people to know who we are. I want brand recognition. I want people to sign up for my email newsletter so I can tell them that there's events happening in our city. Like, what do you want this website to do? Once you have that, then you can have have a clear-cut way of figuring out, okay, well, what do I need to achieve that goal? If I want people to sign up so I can send them updates, I'm going to need a subscription box. I'm going to need something that's going to store all those emails. I'm going to need content to send out in my emails. So then when it comes to structuring that out, then you can figure out, okay, well, what do I want that to look like? Do I want something to pop up in my face as soon as I get on a website? Do I want to learn more about this company first? Like, it, it gets tricky because there's different ways that you can go about this. But the best thing that I tell people is this visualization exercise that we're going to go through now. Make sure you sign up on our courses at Teachable. We are offering our Which CMS Platform Should I Choose course. And we have three courses specializing in WordPress, Squarespace, and Wix. So what would you gain from working through these courses? Well, once you make a decision on which platform you want to use, we help guide you through the platform to help you not only build a good website on these platforms, but we also take you through how to create content for these platforms, how to utilize their email marketing, their analytics and also help you create a strategy on how to attract new traffic to your website gain leads and potentially get new customers so make sure you sign up on geekempowered.teachable.com so here's an exercise that i would like for you to do when it comes to thinking about the overall look of your website Because when it comes to your online visibility, when it comes to your website, your Instagram, I would say Twitter, but not Twitter, your Facebook page, or anything else that is a visual 
platform. That platform gives you the opportunity to show people what it would look like if you were to have a brick and mortar store. Like what would you want people to see from your company? Even if you don't have, like I don't have a brick and mortar. I barely have an office space. I work in whatever office space people are willing to offer. Um, So you don't have to actually have a brick and mortar store or office to picture. Because I want people to start with a blank canvas. Because what you want people to see is almost like a candy shop. You almost don't want to overwhelm them, but you want them to buy the most expensive thing, but you can't like put a price, your most expensive price tag in the display window. So you, you want to visualize it and you want to think about, okay, where are you physically in your store in your mind? If you were to close your eyes, are you in the window waving to people? Are you outside handing out flyers? Are you in the back working on something undercover that nobody should know about yet? Um, Are you at the front desk? Are you um, telling people hello? Are you the hostess? Are you the cashier? And you're like, you know, time to give up them coins. Like, where are you in your store? And then what does the walls look like? Are they brick? Like for me, for some reason, I keep picturing brick for myself. Like I know my walls are exposed brick and I may have like different um, either graffiti or I might have different paintings like it's colorful is bright is there and like even on our Instagram like I hate our Instagram right now <laughs> and I am slowly transforming it into what I want people to get from our company so This is what I tell people to do. So like picture those walls. For us, it's exposed brick. But you may have white walls. You may have pink walls. You may have checker boxes all over your walls. I have no idea. So picture your walls and what's hanging on your walls. Do you have photos? Do you have family? Do you have vintage photos? Do you have um, leaders? Like great people who have done great things on your wall. Um, Do you have hardwood floors? Do you have carpet floors? Do you have furniture? What type of furniture do you have in there? And there's a reason why I'm saying all this. You're probably like, hey, like you ain't got to go that deep. You ain't got to talk about the keyhole and door. Yes, we do. We got to talk about the doors. Is the is the knobs um, have glass in it? Is it like a diamond knob or is it like a wood knob? Is it spikes on the knob? Like <laughs> we got to talk about, we got to visualize these things. And then what's in your window? What what are you showing to the world in the window? Like maybe for me, I would have people working in the window, like people um, working on their strategy or people working on their computers or people putting stickies on the wall. Like that is what I picture, like maybe not a porch where people are like literally sitting in the window working on stuff, but maybe it's just an open area where people can look inside and see what we do. Um, you may have something different. If you're a retailer, like this is big. When you're walking downtown and you see Macy's in the window, like even right now, Christmas pass. I hate to put a timeline on this video, but I, or this, um, excuse me, this audio, but I know that, um, we're going to update our stuff and all that, but Christmas just passed. So people are thinking about spring. So like you might want to put 
your spring items on display in the window to let people know like, hey, you might want to get ready for spring because it's right around the corner. You don't want to wait till it's too late. Or you might still be in the winter Christmas spirit. Like you don't want to put past stuff. Like you know Christmas just passed. So you don't want to put Santa in your window right now. Like that would be the wrong thing to do. But if you're thinking about Valentine's Day, if you're thinking about uh, what's a January holiday, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday, um, if you're still thinking of winter, what would you put in that window to capture people's attention? And then once they get inside, what are you going to put inside? Are you still going to have your winter themed stuff? Are you going to like have people go from winter into spring? Are you going to put your cheapest stuff up front? Like, you know, when you walk into a JCPenney's or you walk to a Sears or a Rainbow, wherever you go to, and you know, you automatically know all the sale stuff is in the back. All the stuff that's on sale the 50% off, the 75% off. It's super hard to find. It's all the way in the back against the wall in the corner. Like that's where it's at because business owners don't want to display their cheapest stuff. They want you to buy the expensive stuff. So you, you may put your regular price stuff in the front. Like, Hey, don't be scared. We're normal. We're not trying to take your whole wallet. And then you might have your most expensive stuff behind a behind some type of glass box where it's like you almost want to have you almost like it's not for everybody it's not for everybody and um especially service-based businesses this is for my service-based people like what is that thing that you're putting behind that glass box like hey we need to have a conversation before you spend money on this and you don't want to put it all out there. You don't want to put your most expensive stuff like right in front of the store because somebody might run in, steal it and go. Like you don't want that that to happen. So what would you put in the glass display? Like what what would you put in there? Like what will draw people to it? Like the, these are things you want to think about. Like you, you may have um, jewelry because that's the most obvious thing that's like behind a glass box. Like, how are you displaying that jewelry? Are you just throwing it on a piece of wood? Are you <laughs> are you um, putting, like, feathers around it? Like, what are you doing with that item? And I know it's like, what is this visualization thing that we're doing? But ultimately, what you want to do is picture that store, that brick-and-mortar store, and you want to translate it into what you put visually online that window is the stuff that you put above the fold on your website what does that window display look like is it crowded is it too crowded is it empty do you you need do you need to search for things to put on that display window and then if you picture yourself outside of your store handing out flyers that is your that is your different sales funnels that what are you putting on those flyers who are you handing them out to? If you're a children's store, you're probably going to be looking for those moms that's walking past with the strollers. If you are a pet store, you're going to be looking for those pet owners. Like that is that is how we're able to translate that into your website. And then what we could do for those funnels, especially if you're picturing yourself passing out those flyers, is okay. What what pages do we need to create for these different funnels? What special do you have? Like if you're saying like 30% off Christmas dog toys, 
then you're going to have that sales funnel page and you're going to tell people like, hey, are you looking for those after Christmas discounts for your dogs? Because I see people like stores do it all the time. And you can have that link that people can go to and say, hey, okay, yeah, I could get this stuff, you know, 30 to 50% off. And then they might see some other stuff that you offer. If you are picturing yourself inside with a bunch of furniture and all this other stuff, as you go below the fold on your website or in your about page or your services page, you can pull that same imagery, imagery, sorry, (laughs) you could pull that same type of vision into the other pages. What you don't want to do is just have um, one type of look on one page, but you may picture yourself with a bunch of plants, bunch, bunch of greenery, bunch of wood and like natural um, minimalist type of style. You might have, what you don't want to do is have that on your front page and then they click your services and it's like, boom, in your face, pink, puffy clouds, unicorns. <laughs> like you're, like People are going to be confused. They're going to be like, where am I? What is this? What's happening? You don't want to confuse people. So you want to be consistent. Like if you have, like, again, picture that store. If you have greenery and wood and minimalist stuff in the front, you don't want to have flying unicorns. And the more I say it, the more great it sounds. But you don't don't want to have magical unicorns and pink dust and clouds flying in the background because it's going to distract people. It's going to throw people off. So you want to be consistent with that overall look. And, um... And have fun with it. Rules are meant to be broken. There's different levels of design. And um, what we're going to do is take you through those rules of design. And um, how you can utilize that when it comes to building your own website. You don't have to follow everything step by step. But these are some things that you can keep in mind. So you don't build your website and by the end of the thing you're like oh my god I hate it I want to burn it with fire kill it now so let's take you through those steps so when I was using WordPress the biggest hurdle that I kept going through was trying to figure out what template do I use for the design for my website. Like I would spend weeks trying to figure out, okay, what do I put on this website and how should it look? Like I have done everything from trying to add stock images to my site and have people pay for those stock images, which turned out horribly in the end, to trying to get a membership on my website where at the time I was switching between WordPress and Squarespace and I was trying to get my membership on Squarespace and then I had to pay out of pocket for this membership tool that would integrate with my website and like become quote unquote a membership site. So those things didn't work out for me and then what I had to do was literally wipe out everything and start over from the beginning. So. The design, even though it's super important, what's more important than the design is the web, the role that your website plays in your business. Understanding why you're getting your website in the first place, what role does it play in your marketing, with your engagement with your customers, and in your storytelling. Does the website provide visuals for the story that you tell everyone? Or 
Does it serve a purpose that's only for like your customers' resources for them to gather what they need and provide value to them so they can execute what they need to do to run their business or um, do what they need to do? So before you get into the deep dive of what should my stuff even look like, Kind of go through the functionality piece first and think about, understand that role that your website plays. And then once you understand that role, then you can go into, well, what do I need this website to do in order for me to execute this certain role that your website plays under? And then once you get into functionality, like as long as you're like, let me backtrack. It's fine for your website to look good, but if it doesn't do anything, it's a useless website. So you want to make sure the functionality is there, that you're getting value out of that website or your customers are getting value out of that website. And then you can worry about how it looks because the look of your website is going to change so often, especially if you are producing content, your content is going to kind of dictate that website and what it's going to look like and what and what needs to be placed first versus what's on another page and what's on the same page. So your reason why, why do I have this website? What role does it play in my business? How you're going to execute that role, the functionality of your website. What do I need to put to have on my website to make it function the way I need it to function to execute this role that it plays? And then you go into design. How do I have this web website represent my brand and my message that I want to get across to my target audience? So once you have that in place, then you're able to have the right recipe that works for you. And I will say, like, I don't want to say take everything I say with a grain of salt, but things change. You can break the rules. You don't have to follow this step by step in order for you to have the perfect website. Changes are good. What you don't, what you want to avoid is changing so often that you leave your audience confused. You leave them confused on what you do. You leave them confused on what you offer as a business and people will end up just leaving you alone and not visiting your website ever again. So you don't have to confuse them. You can break the rules. You can do what works for you. You can do trial and error. That's why data is really, really big. If you can get analytics on your website, You can do AB landing pages where you have two completely different landing pages and you can see which one creates the best engagement. There's many different ways to go about this, but the biggest thing, if not anything else, is to have fun with it. If you're going to dedicate the time to build your own website and and make it work for you, try to enjoy it. enjoy it. Um, look on Pinterest. Like I tell people when they get stuck, look on Pinterest to find inspiration. There's also design based blogs that you can look at where you can get inspiration for, uh, how other people designed their web applications or their, uh, websites. So that's it for this podcast episode. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash geek empowered. You can also follow us on Twitter, geek underscore empowered and on Facebook, facebook.com slash geek empowered. Sign up for our courses. Even if you don't sign up for the courses, um, sign up on teachable so you can stay in touch and we can keep sending more resources and more things that you can use to help build your business 
or to help you sell your products online, on your website, design tips, all the things, sign up on geekempowered.teachable.com. It will, will come, will, blah, blah. I'm always mixing things up. We'll be back soon. <laughs> there you go. We'll be back soon. Have a happy rest of your week.